Hi everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I dive into a specific topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. This week, I'm wrapping up the month of May with a brief chat about some of the stuff I've been thinking about lately, along with what I'm going to be focusing on in June. Join me in this reflection and let's all kick off the new month feeling focused, aligned, and confident. All right, welcome. I can't believe we are officially one month into the podcast. I decided to do these kind of end of the month reflections because it's something that I promote heavily in my one-on-one program. I think it's really important as not only professionals and dietitians, but as human beings to take a moment at least once a month to take a step back and reflect on what's going well, what's a little bit hard for us, and what we want to be bringing with us into the new month. So in these wrap-up posts, you can expect a brief overview of the episodes from the past month in case you're a little bit behind and want to know which ones are a listen or ones that you want to take a listen to. And Also, something that I learned or something that's been on my mind, along with some intentions that I am setting for the next month. Again, hopefully to inspire you and to encourage you to think about these things for yourself as well. So first up, let's go over some of the first few episodes on the podcast. My very first episode is all about my journey as a dietitian. Not only kind of what helped shape my confidence journey and uh, the struggles that I had as a type A perfectionist, but also uh, kind of my journey and what led me to start this program, Empowering Dietitians. And I highly recommend giving it a listen if you feel like perfectionism holds you back or feel like your work is out of alignment with your values or you're feeling stressed about the pressure to look or eat or act a certain way as a dietitian. Then my second episode was with Jennifer McGurk, a fellow intuitive eating dietitian and dietitian supervisor who is a phenomenal human being. I highly recommend giving it a listen if you are terrified of making a mistake as a dietitian because I know that's definitely something that I used to struggle with. And it's also a great episode if you feel like you need to refine or pivot your work and one insight into making transitions. So making a transition from one type of practice into another, one type of job into another, any kind of uh, pivoting that you're doing. And then lastly, we had an episode with Elena Kunicki, another dietitian, intuitive eating dietitian who is taking the health at every size and weight inclusive space by storm. Give that episode a listen if you want to learn more about how quote-unquote healthy eating can go too far and how that impacted both Elena's journey and my own. It's also a phenomenal episode if you have ever felt isolated or alone as a nutrition student or dietitian, and we give some actionable steps that you can take to start feeling and start cultivating this sense of community and connectedness for yourself within the field right now. So that brings us to this episode and what's been on my mind lately. 
Today, I really want to talk about rest versus hustle. Now, I'm not a big fan of the word hustle. That's an episode for a completely different day. But I do gravitate towards the hustle, if I'm being honest with myself. And that's part of my type A perfectionist personality that I'm always going to have the tendency to load up my plate. It means that I'm staying very busy all the time. And I know that a lot of the dietitians that I talk to, a lot of the dietitians that I work with relate to this. Now, there are certainly benefits to this gravitation. Now, it's also tied up in our ambition. And of course, ambition helps us achieve our goals and has some beautiful, beautiful components to it. It's also kind of just as a sidebar really helped me lately with the whole pandemic that we're going through not get cabin fever as much as some of the other people I know because I'm busy all the time. So I have all these projects and all of these goals that I set for myself and, and it's helped me kind of stay active, stay alert and and really resist that restlessness that a lot of people are experiencing. Now, of course, at the same time, there are definitely drawbacks to hustling all the time. The big one being total burnout. And I have to be really careful of this because in the past, in school, um, all throughout my life, I've been very prone to pushing myself to my breaking point. And it's something that I'm very aware of now. Of course, that doesn't stop me from taking on a lot and putting a lot on my plate all the time. Like this past month, I decided that one month, May, was a good time to not only start grad school for clinical mental health counseling, but also launch a podcast and start up a second Instagram account. Great, right? I've been working 12-hour days pretty consistently for the past few weeks, and I am very aware that this is not sustainable. It feels okay now, and I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people say, like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And guys, it's not true. Hard work is hard work. You can be passionate about it and it can energize you and you can love what you do. But that doesn't mean that you can do it 12 hours a day every day. So I absolutely love the work that I do. I love this podcast. I love working one-on-one -on -one with you. I love the intuitive eating clients that I have. And I also love school. Like I'm only one course into my program, but it feels fantastic and so interesting. And at the same time, I can't do it 12 hours. I can't go, go, go and not stop. I will hit a wall and it's probably not too far off. So I have to really be careful of this and really reflect on not taking on too much and what do I need in this moment. So starting grad school in particular has really got me thinking a lot about our nutrition education because this is the first time I'm really back in school since the undergrad and the dietetic internship. And it's such a stark contrast to be in a completely different field to see how the faculty sets expectations and sets the tone for the learners in the clinical mental health field compared to how faculty set expectations for nutrition students or dietetic interns. And I really truly believe that our nutrition education, as amazing as it is, almost sets us up to be these overachievers. Think about it. We start undergrad 
and are taught relatively early on that we have this super competitive dietetic internship that we have to get into. So we better get amazing grades and be involved in a thousand different extracurriculars and do all the things and do them all really well or else we're never going to get in and then we're never going to be a dietitian and we should just change majors. Does that sound familiar to anybody? The pressure is so high and so it teaches you to really take on more than your capacity to really stretch yourself thin and to work yourself hard. Then we get into this dietetic internship that we worked so hard for, and now we're working 40 hours a week at our sites, plus we're doing schoolwork, and it's all unpaid slash we are paying them, which again, I'm not here to bash our system. I understand why it's set up the way that it is, but the latent consequence of this is that it teaches us to overwork and undervalue ourselves. When during all of this is self-care and sustainability discussed? Now, I truly hope that there are dietitians and students listening to this podcast right now, raising their hand, going like, Jess, it's talked about in my program. They are super careful about us protecting our boundaries and taking care of ourselves and not taking on too much. I really hope that that exists. It didn't for me. And for me, I was never taught how to set boundaries. I was never taught in school um, or encouraged to cultivate a peaceful relationship with food and my body. I was never taught that giving 100% may not actually be good for me long term and that I can't give 100% to a thousand different things at once. And I don't know about you, but I was never asked to develop a professional identity for myself. I was never really given time to think about what is my philosophy going to be? What is my approach going to be? What do I want to specialize in? Rather, so often we're pressured to follow the accepted cookie cutter path of being a quote unquote good or quote unquote qualified dietitian. And because no one taught me these things as a nutrition student, they were things that I really had to learn along the way and it's hard to learn it in the moment. Yet all of those things are incorporated into my clinical mental health counseling program for grad school. Um, and, And I think that it offers such promise for the direction that we can be going with our future generations of dietitians, you know, ways that we can change our curriculum to really really cultivate a sustainable profession, one that that highlights individual strengths, that protects our energy and makes us more effective counselors and helpers. Now, if you didn't get this in undergrad either, I'm here to tell you that you can cultivate it right now. It just takes some extra work. So what am I doing right now to try and understand and kind of honor the fact that I know that I tend to take on a lot. I know that I tend to be busy and I also know that I can't let it burn me out. So one of the things was recognizing early on that my 12 hour days aren't sustainable. Um, I'm not at my breaking point yet. I'm still working very long days. um, And I know that I have it in me to continue this, but I also know that it's not going to last that much longer. So I'm recognizing it now before before it gets stressful so that I can start to kind of shift around my priority, my priorities and reallocate my time. 
this involves tapping into my intuition and reflecting on how my self-care needs to change because self-care is not static. It's not this destination that we arrive at and stay at happily forever. It's something that we have to shift and our life is going to change. Our priorities are going to change. Our energy is going to change, especially right now going through the, the pandemic, the quarantine, everything that's going on in the world. It's likely that your capacity is stretched a little bit thin and maybe the coping mechanisms, the self-care routines that you had in place before all of this started are not quite enough right now. Maybe that means that your life, your priorities, and your decisions need to shift a little bit. Some of the things that I'm doing is I had a video call the other day with my personal trainer. Shout out to Mark uh, on Instagram at training.strong.women. Uh, he's been fantastic at making sure that I continue to find joy in movement and that my workouts are not adding undue stress to my body. So when I have more mental stress going on, the physical stress of my workouts shifts. I've also learned to say no to what's optional at school. This has not been easy, but again, we can't give 100% to 100 different things. And... So at this point in my life, if school says that, you know, here's a list of required readings, here's a list of optional readings. Those optional readings are not going to get read. And I'm giving myself permission to definitely take my schooling seriously. I'm passionate about it, paying a lot of money for it. Um, and, and I do enjoy learning about this stuff, but I'm probably not going to be able to do absolutely everything to the standards that I may have done before. I'm also being careful to take time off from social media. So as I'm recording this, I, I have taken the past few days off. I decided that I needed the Memorial Day weekend to, first of all, catch up on a little bit of work, not gonna lie, um, but then also really reevaluate how my day needs to change what in my life needs to shift and how I can take some things off of my plate so that I'm not working 12 hour days for the next three years of my program. And so that I can make sure that I can maintain my energy and my passion and my enthusiasm without the burnout, without the stress and without the breakdowns. And what this really involves is tapping back into my body day to day and moment to moment because every day is going to be different. One day I might wake up with more energy than the next. And having that uncertainty is going to be really important. Embracing it is going to be really important for me to navigate pretty much uncharted territory. And this brings me, lastly, to my intentions for June. I was really debating adding in this section. I thought about not doing it, but it's such a big part of what I do. It's such a big part of my life and what has helped me and what helps my dietitian clients that I have to do it. So every month I sit down and I set intentions for the new month and my dietitian clients do it too. And we do it based on our horoscopes. Yep. I'm, I'm a little bit of a hippie at heart. Um, and I know that some of my dietitian clients are a little bit skeptical. I've talked about this on Instagram before. So if you've been following me for a period of time, you've probably heard me talk about these, these horoscope based intentions. And I know that it can feel a little bit uncomfortable because we're in a science based field and we like using the left side of our brains. 
but there are some things in life that can't be answered by a smart goal. Some things are not specific. Some things are not measurable. Some things are not time bound. And intentions for me are one of them. They're more fluid. They really get right into your intuition. And you certainly don't have to use a horoscope to do them. Uh, but I found it really inspiring and also very like eye-opening to see what kind of overlap there really is between a pretty generic horoscope and the parallels that it draws to my life. So my horoscope for this current lunar cycle is all about tapping into my intuition specifically for my professional path and really aligning my work with my values. It talks about remembering why I do what I do and staying in touch with my original mission and values. It also talks about embracing uncertainty and approaching my professional life with curiosity, which I find so fitting given that I feel like I'm really hitting my stride with my vision for empowering dietitians and starting lots of new things. I'm really in this big transition in my professional life because I'm starting grad school in a completely different kind of line of study, um, parallel, complementary, but very different to be pursuing my licensed professional counselor credential for therapy. And then I'm starting other big things like this podcast. And that's really uncertain and really uncomfortable. And at the same time, I feel so connected to the work that I'm doing. It feels so right but I have to remember to do it sustainably. I can't get caught up in kind of the excitement, all, all this newness. I have to make sure that I'm protecting my energy. And I don't have all the answers of how to do it. That's part of why embracing uncertainty is so important because I'm going to be learning as I go and giving myself permission to do that and approaching everything that I do with curiosity rather than pressuring myself to have my life totally figured out like right now, which is what I used to try and do, is really powerful and really helpful. So I encourage you to think about these things too, whether you kind of dive into your own horoscope or not, take some time and think about is your work in alignment with your passions and purpose? If it's not, and if changing jobs isn't realistic right now, because I totally get it, um, where else in your life can you tap into your passion and purpose? If your level of work is your level of work ethic, I should say, fitting into your life right in this moment, or do you need to shift and reevaluate your priorities? You know, do you feel like you're hurtling high speed towards a burnout, or is what you're doing something that you could keep doing? and sustain for a period of time. And most importantly, what do you need right now? Taking 10 or 15 minutes just once a month to check in with yourself, whether you use your horoscope like I do to inspire you or not, is so powerful. So it's a new month. We've got new opportunities ahead of us and new conversations to have. And I have big things in store for June, even as I commit myself to resting and protecting my energy. Some of the things that you can look forward to with episodes coming up, I'm going to be chatting with one of my favorite intuitive eating colleagues who I have absolutely adored getting to know, watch her grow, um, and, and really kind of find her place, at least in the social media space. And then another conversation with a second dietitian who is a true pioneer in our field. Could not be more excited to bring that conversation to you guys soon. 
And then we're also going to have some deep discussions on controversial health at every size and intuitive eating topics like thin privilege, what thin privilege really means, and why it can make a lot of dietitians uncomfortable. So I have lots of ideas for this podcast, but this podcast isn't just for me sitting in my bedroom recording this with the door shut talking to myself. It's for you too. So are you struggling with something or is there a dietitian out there that you think that I should chat with? Tell me. I really want to know. I want to make this as meaningful for you as possible. And by the way, if you've been liking these episodes, I would love it if you would leave me a review. Apparently that is a big deal in the podcasting world. And I thought about not mentioning it until I felt a little bit more confident with my episodes since these first few episodes, such a big learning experience for me and they're definitely rough around the edges, but forget that. You guys know I'm not perfect and you know that I'm here to show you that you don't have to be perfect either. So I'm going to put myself out there imperfectly and ask if you're liking this podcast I would be awesome if you could let other people know so that we can grow this message, get this message out there, change the way we train our future generation of dietitians, change the way we think about ourselves, the confidence we have, and really start making a bigger impact on the world. So that's all I have for you today. And I thank you guys so much for giving this podcast a shot for the first few weeks. And I can't wait to see where it goes in the future. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. And don't forget to carve out some time over the next few days or next week to figure out what you really need right now to start feeling more confident. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you resonated with what you heard on today's episode and are looking for more one-on-one support in your journey as a dietitian, I want to invite you to apply to my Empowering Dietitians one-on-one supervision program, where I guide dietitians just like you to reconnect with your purpose and passion, overcome stress, anxiety, and perfectionism, and confidently start standing up for yourself and your beliefs, all so that you can truly make a bigger difference in your clients' lives and design your dream life as a dietitian. To learn more, head to www.empoweringdietitians.com supervision.